0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule podcast. I'm Janice Porter, your host, and joining me today is Marianne Pruitt, the CEO and president of Mosaic Media. Mosaic Media is a collection of media buying experts and creative strategists who negotiate, purchase, and monitor ad space and airtime. She's here today to share some marketing wisdom gleaned from her extensive career in media strategy and how it relates to the ever-evolving climate of media. I had a, a really nice conversation with Marianne previous to today and um tried to get my head around um the work that she does, which is really, really interesting. Media buying. Tell me a little bit. First of all, welcome to the show. Yes. And secondly, tell me a little bit about the you know the overall. Um, piece of what you do.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Janice, for having me on. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I think it'll be, it'll be a blast for sure. But um, o- overall media buying, you know, when I started my career in media and purchasing media, all all Americans and all consumers consume media of some sort. When I first started my career, it was limited of what was available, right? what What were we consuming? We were primarily consuming TV, radio, print, mail, those are forms of media. We don't always think of them as forms of media, right. but that's what it is. Um, now we have digital, social, print—all you know—all the traditional aspects. But now we have programmatic. We have uh, streaming. We have everything under the sun that is available and. What we really try to do is try to take the confusion out of it for small businesses, take the confusion out of it. Okay, where are we targeting your audience? Because with all of the availability is actually more opportunity than we've ever had before and targeting our audiences and knowing our audiences and being able to actually spend our ad spend in a more strategic, polished way. So we try to take the mystery out of it we try to help you in building that strategy so that you have a clear cut way of reaching your audience and how to get your message to the audience properly
0: so the first thing that comes to mind for me is that it is you know people always say well who's your target audience and you you can have more than one right you absolutely one absolutely audience. and when you have more than one target audience then you have to, I think, ask yourself, because I mean, I'm, I'm a LinkedIn trainer. So I teach people that are on LinkedIn, how to generate leads on LinkedIn, organically, pretty much. Okay. Okay. However, when they first come to me and say, you know, um, I don't know anything about LinkedIn. And, you know, what do I do? And I'm always like, well, where's your target audience? Because if it's not here, yes, you should have a, um, a professional presence on LinkedIn, but maybe you don't need to spend as much time here as somewhere else. So how easy is it or is it a struggle to get people to really pinpoint that target audience?
1: More and more, it's so important to pinpoint it. I think for even at the beginning of my year over 20 or my career over 20 years ago, it you would talk about, okay, who's your target audience? Who's your target audience? Then we would talk about it as a demographic. It's adults, 25 to 54. It's adults, 18 to 54. It's adults, 25 to 60. Okay. So we would put them in age groups. It's men, adult, you know, men, 25 to 54. That's how we did it. We did it in a demographic way. That's
0: very wide. And
1: I was just going to say, Am I going to reach the 18-year-old male the same way I am the 65-year-old male? No. Even then, I wasn't going to do it. But today, I'm especially not going to do it. They are consuming media in a different way. They are consuming information in a different way. And that's actually take the definition of media. It's consuming information. It is consuming entertainment. That's media. That is what you're looking at as a whole. So Mm -hmm. when you're doing that, that's where you want to think about, okay, what is my audience consuming? It is absolutely okay for you to have more than one target audience. It is okay for you to target the 18-year-old male as well as the 65-year-old male. That is okay. Just target them in the strategic way of where they are. So Mm -hmm. we can preach all day long, know your audience, know your audience, know your audience, right? So we are past the days of a demographic, which is males 18 to 65, whatever it is. We're now in the age of a persona. Who is the individual that I am targeting? Who is the person that I am targeting? What do they look like? Who is that ideal customer? Is that an 18-year-old male that has a part-time job that's still in school, that uh, loves soccer, that like what are various They drive a Jeep. There are various levels of what we're looking at and because actually in today's media world, we can do that. How do we get to that point of knowing who our target audience is, is really digging in and looking at our sales trends. Who are they? Who are they coming to? Who are, Where are they coming from? What are they consuming? How are they getting to us? Where We start to see the sales start to tell us a story. That data start to tell us a story. What are those common threads that we see? As we're collecting information, as we're seeing the individual come and buy our products, what, what is that common thread? What is that thread throughout the whole thing that we are trying to grasp and, and get? And then how do we target them back, right? So I often say this niches, get riches. I mean that niches make riches. It's just the way it is. Know your audience more, the more niched you can be in your audience and know them, just take it a little further, like just keep going and digging in and knowing them a little bit more.
0: And, and that, you know, I, I kind of feel that double edged sword with um how, you know, you can't go anywhere without, as soon as you go look at, you know, buying a new bed, the next thing you see are, are I mean, beds, you know, and so, on and it's that, that um that love-hate relationship with the media today's because they're all it's like big brother. Big brother is watching us all the time. And yet um as a marketer, that's the like goal to us, right?
1: We have to we have more opportunity now to reach our audience. And you know, you'll have a brand, or you'll have a customer. We work with a lot of ad agencies, we work with a lot of in-house brands, and we work with you know just brands directly. Mm-hmm. And you will have this question all the time: of Well, will I ever get too annoying to that brand? Will I ever overdo it? And in reality, no. Your competition is doing it. Mm-hmm. There is no question about it. And in, what is happening is that actually, the your consumer has been conditioned in this as well. They understand and they know. They know as they're doing research, they know that there's ads out there. They know that they're being retargeted. They know these. They know what's happening, especially, right? Especially the younger
0: generations.
1: Yeah, yes, okay. absolutely. The younger they get, the more they understand. Like they're, oh, okay, yeah. I, I'll tell you this. This is a key example. So uh, my oldest son, he is you know, trilingual, multiple languages. He was so excited. That he started to get, he comes running upstairs. This was about a year ago, comes running upstairs. Mom, I'm getting retargeted in Spanish ads. He was so excited. And that's because for him, like the, it was the activity that he was Googling things and searching things in Spanish. Well, now he's getting retargeted. He's like, yes, this is awesome. I'm getting retargeted in Spanish. Like to him, it, our generation would be like, what's going on? How do they know I speak speaking Spanish? How do they know this? How do they know that? Where in reality, like that younger generation, they know exactly what the term is of retargeting. They yeah. know exactly what it is. They're fine with it and they embrace it. They're okay with that. You're giving them information. They actually see it as, oh, they're helping me out and giving me information. And it's a different mindset generation to generation. Yeah. But they're all consuming the media and they all know that it's there and they all, it's not anything tricky. It's not anything you should be taking advantage of all of the data sets and all of the tools we now have available to us. Like when I started, we didn't have these tools. We had basic things, right? We knew it was done by a diary of where our audience was and that was guessing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I guess this was an example that uh, the other day, my daughter and her partner just moved into uh, a new house and they were going to buy a new television. And I said to my daughter's boyfriend, where, where, Uh, Where are you going to get your TV? And he said, I'll just get it online. And I said, how can you buy it online? You can't even see the the color and the, you know, whatever. And
1: he said, I'll just read the
0: reviews. Yep. It's like a different mentality. It is.
1: It's a, it is a trained mentality. They have, they have been programmed in this, but we're not taking advantage of it a lot, especially the smaller the business, the more we're not taking advantage of it. So give
0: stories. me an example how we can take advantage then.
1: So we know that this the younger generations, they are looking at reviews before wow. they're looking at anything. They are looking at what your product is going to provide. They don't have to go into a physical store and see wow. it. They don't actually want to. They no. want it from wherever they are. Yeah. They were going to look at the reviews. So they also see all marketing as helpful. They don't see it as intrusive, right? When in older generations, we've seen that it it actually was called television was called an intrusive media at one point. Like that's actually, when I started in, in media, we called television and radio intrusive. It's in their day. Like it's part of it. They turn it on, but it's intruding in them now where this younger generation, the more information they get, the better they feel right? So they're starting to see, okay, this is helpful. Reviews, retargeting ads. Oh, this is great. I Googled this. Now I'm getting the information that I need. Oh, this is helpful. The algorithms are telling me this. They know the term algorithm. They know these things, right? And I think the key thing is we, we have to know who our audience is and then dig in and go there and know which medium and platform and tactic is in its strengths. Where do we get those strengths? Where do we reach our audience with it? When- What we found during the pandemic is that actually our older generations went online in ways that, frankly, probably wouldn't have happened in their lifetime if the pandemic wouldn't have happened. The evolution happened overnight. That would have taken 10, 20 years. What we also found was younger generations were going to traditional platforms as if they were new because they were informational. They were helpful. They were going to local television news. They were going to local radio. Why? Because they could find out what the counts were in their town. They could find out what, you know, what level of safety, what are the precautions that they need to take locally through those local formats. And so we saw these consumer habits actually adjust and change where now Where do we use TV? Where do we use radio? Is in live sports, live events, live news. That's where the strengths are. Mm -hmm. Where do we use digital? Facebook is no longer a targeting tool. We can't use it to target past age, which means it's no longer a targeting tool. That's just age targeting. Um, It's more of a branding tool. It's an overall brand. But when it comes to programmatic targeting, which is just Programmatic to take the mystery out of it is just an automated way of placing ads. That's all it is. Oh, except yeah. for we're place, we're automating who worked, t- we know who our target audience is, and then we're gonna automate those ads to be where they are. Programmatic targeting is able to reach all of these generations together and look at the strengths of okay, where where am I where am I gonna get them? I can I'm gonna break out my adults 55 plus, I'm gonna break out my 18 to 24 year olds and i'm going to reach them differently i'm going to put budgets towards them differently my budget's going to go further because i'm actually targeting the audience that i need to target where they are
0: and then the message would be a, would be specific to their
1: gender. Hmm. specific to them because i'm targeting by ip address i'm targeting by you know various habits that they have, various things that they have, you know, you're talking about your daughter's boyfriend and the TV, I'm going to target. What are their, what are, what else do they do? You know, do they stream already? Do they have, it depends on the product that I'm selling, right? Do they have, you know, are they, uh, what are their habits? What are their consumption? What are they doing? What do they do? Uh, Do they drive an SUV? Do they drive a Jeep? Do they drive like, what is that customer and who are they and where am I reaching them?
0: And so, okay. You, your business is all of those all that data and yes. helping your mm-hmm. and help um, uh creating the right things for your clients. Now some of your clients are ad agencies yes. whose clients they're reaching out to you to help but yes. you're the middleman, right? Then you're doing the 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 statistic work and the um what and the ads the data
1: and the placement and okay. the optimization and here's here's a key thing that for all businesses, whether you're an agency, whether you're a small business, whether you're a huge brand, really we are evolving into a space now in marketing where stop thinking of vendors and just check the box, get it done. Find partners, find partners of where your strengths can be, where you need it to be, where you need things to get to and achieve certain goals. Find that partner that can help you in strategy. Find that partner that can help you in building the plan as opposed to a vendor of, Hey, this is what I want. No, I want a partner to say, this is my goal. How do I get there? And th- that's a difference now of what we need to see in marketing as a whole, no matter what your size is, is stop just going to vendors and just getting the, this is what I want. Okay, done, go. I need to know this is what my goal is. How do I get there? How do I partner in this? What can you help me to do? This is not my expertise. This is your expertise, but I want to partner in this. I don't want to be this back to the relationship side of it, but I want a partner. I don't want just a vendor. That's just going to check a box.
0: Okay. So I need deeper clarification. Yes, so, so I'm the small business owner and I come to the ad agency, mm-hmm. digital agency, whatever, to help me. They come to you as their partner.
1: Is Absolutely. That- they come to me or I have brand, we have brands that come to us too. We have brands that is small businesses that will come to us directly um, and say, Hey, we need help in this, or we need, you know, we help you in that partnership, but ad agencies regularly come to us and say, Hey, Media has become so expertise. Mm -hmm. We don't, we can't have the overhead because overhead of having a whole media department is expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, We need a revenue generator of media, but we don't have that team. How do we do this? So so they come to us as partners. Mm -hmm. gone are the days. And when now if I go to the small business owner and the small business B2B, Mm -hmm. whomever that you're targeting, if I'm looking at, um, whether it's B2B or B2C, if I can find that partner, as opposed to a vendor, you'll have TV vendors, you'll have radio vendors, you'll have print vendors all day long trying to sell their one product. When you get a partner, you are finding somebody who's going to figure out, okay, over everything, what is it that I need to do? What is it that I need to put together as a plan? What Maybe it's a little bit of print, maybe it's a little bit of programmatic and put it all together. Um now we're in the world where TV, radio, all the above, they had to start selling digital services. That's mm-hmm. not their strength. That's not what they know. Right. And some of the biggest can do it well, but some of them can't. And that's where you want to be careful of just going to a TV vendor to get your programmatic placement. You want a programmatic partner, somebody who has a direct seat of being able to bid this stuff and to be able to bid your target audience. Um, and be able to bid where your where your ad placement needs to be. And that's that difference of a vendor that is just going to take an order mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to a partner that's gonna help you build a strategy.
0: Well, and that again comes down to relationships of trust. 100%. Knowing that the person that you bring on as your partner is is um is looking out for you, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, I, this may not, I just want to see if I've grasped it because in the little piece of my world, when I teach people how to use LinkedIn, I often will get people who say to me, well, I want I want it on a bigger scale. Can you do it for me? Can you do the outreach for me? And I go, no, that's not what I do. But I do have a partner who can do it for, for Exactly.
1: Me.
0: So yep. similar type of thing in that you bring in what you need um, to help the client, right?
1: Absolutely, to help the client, to help your brand. Um, the, <clears throat> the key thing is in today's world we get caught into, oh, I want to be able to handle it all. No, mm-hmm. it's okay for you to be an expert in an area and to do it. And you're right. If somebody comes to you and you you help them with their profile, they get them to that, <clears throat> to try, that that's your expertise and that's what you know. Okay, well, I want to take this to the next scale. I want to target my audience past that finding those partners. And that, and that's what we do. We work with the agencies of or an individual or consultants or the brands directly. Okay. You're doing this, but now you've seen success. Now you want to take it next level and then next level. And it's, it's a tiered approach. It's a strategy of where you're going to get to, of what's your five-year plan on this, what's your, let's not, let's not stop, right? Let's continue to grow that. But what are your goals? What do you, how do you want to achieve that? how long of a time frame do you want to achieve that? Yeah. What does it look like where it's goal oriented?
0: Well, because you don't want to be throwing mud at the wall like how oh my goodness. And it's expensive. Yeah.
1: And for, in today's world, we have so much opportunity to not throw mud at the wall. Yeah, the yeah. We used to have to, we used to have to guess where our audiences were. Like that's where it was 20 plus years ago of uh, we knew based on Nielsen diaries and we yeah. knew based on various things of who was listening to what. um, yeah. But at the same time, now we have actual tactical data telling us where people are. So this
0: is interesting. I don't know if this if you pay attention to anything like this, but um uh I love dancing and I love mm-hmm. watching dancing. And so I watched Dancing with the Stars. And that show, interestingly enough, was on ABC and yeah. and the Disney people moved it to Disney plus right different audience because ABC it was getting all the older people I'm sure and that was about it and people vote on you know interesting thing too they moved it to Disney plus so um now I don't vote or anything but they can vote in Canada and the U.S. and Mexico maybe I believe
1: it is Mexico
0: I think now they've broadened that horizon but the the most recent um uh series that was on i don't know if you watch it at all i mean i
1: i, I am not a i have an appointment personally on it but i yeah. will put it on yes i do yeah. watch okay. it okay
0: um and the girl that won was the TikTok queen right the little girl yep. T- yep. um who you know has made a fortune um doing it's TikTok, right that's it yeah, TikTok. T- yep. yep and um and i and she's got, you know, I don't know, 1.5 million or however right. many million, million, followers. Yeah. Million, uh, followers. So my, my question is, is interesting because she wasn't, you can't tell me that those people were watching Dancing with the Stars, but they were following her journey on TikTok. Right. right. And because of that, they're her fans, they vote for her.
1: Exactly. Because there's an individual fan and yeah. where media is today is this, is, and it's actually just a prime example of. Mm-hmm how traditional platforms are now using and working with digital platforms. And yes, when they moved from ABC to Disney Plus, it's still, it's a traditional media format in a new digital format yes. way that we're consuming, it, yeah. right? Yeah. But how are you using then that digital platform to build that audience and to go in that direction? And again, it goes back to that audience of who is your audience, right? So for her, in that sense, it was actually her TikTok followers that were getting clips of the show that maybe she was posting. Yes, putting out there to make sure that you call and vote. Yeah, like that's exactly. actually they weren't necessarily consuming the Dancing with Stars. No. they were consuming her TikToks. Exactly. And that that is where we are. It's such Janice, I'm so glad you said that because it's such a good example yeah. of how the traditional platforms in today's world of digital, and how we're then using digital platforms like TikTok, social media. Programmatic to then emphasize what goal we want to have come out of the other mediums that we're using. They can all work together.
0: So that also takes me to a thought that the Disney executives, they must have some young people in there, right? Who Who are.
1: are Yeah. And it it definitely thinking in the mindset of, okay, this is changing. And that, but this is how marketing as a whole is changing. And with, you know, I, I, teach a lot of saying, okay, there's the marketing bridge and your media is one piece of it and Mm -hmm. your output is one piece of it. But a lot of people get caught into the media side of it. They want to think about it all the time. And a lot of people get caught into the creative. What does my commercial say? And in reality, we need to be spending just as much time of where's my commercial going to air Mm -hmm. as what is it going to say? Yes. You want to have what's, what is it going to say? That's great, but you need to be thinking through, okay, where, who am I targeting? And then where am I going to air it? And that's exactly what the Disney execs are looking at of going the overall viewership is up. That is what they want. That yeah. is what they need. That is where they get their ad sales from. So that's where they get their money. So, yeah. So, so but they don't, they don't, okay. They don't on Disney plus that they get their, their subscriptions. So they're right. going to make the money off the subscriptions. Plus they're building a brand that then they can use later in other ways. That is how they're going to get their return on investment. And we as brands and as marketers, we have to think through, okay, I may not see this in an ad, but I may see it over here in an ad that then correlates back to what my overall goal is going to be it is we are in an omni-channel world now where we have to be looking at so many different avenues but that doesn't mean our budget has to be huge either like that's that's the other thing it actually allows us to refine our budgets to our goals and where we need to be
0: yeah I I find that world is quite fascinating really when you know that they were obviously um you know, very um, well. They usually do when they find their dancers. For example, yeah. show they they try to bring in all the different you know yes. um, avenues that old, young, country, um, all the above, it, yeah, yeah, everything. So it's it's just fascinating to me. But um, but then how do they? How are those? I guess it's again IP address, isn't it? Or it's um, it's how are people? Who are the people? They they have to. Sub- subscribe to disney plus to watch it right
1: yeah so you're gonna get um yeah disney gets data on that as well yeah. so yeah. the data that they're going to be able to use on other things and yeah. you know that's first part of data uh, that they're able to use and target back so let, um,
0: yeah sorry i was just gonna say let me ask you this this is probably not your main topic of conversation but um podcasts okay yeah. so I'm a podcaster. I love podcasting. I love talking to people and I but I don't there's there's sort of two schools of thought around podcasting. One is for monetization to um charge people to be on your podcast and another is to charge people to put to sponsor yeah. your yep. podcast. And then the third school is basically just to Use it as a tool for promoting yourself and getting it out there by having you know interesting guests. What's your take on that? And and you know, just curious because okay. yeah.
1: Well, there's there's multiple avenues on it. One of my uh, best friends, Stephen Westner, he wrote the book Profitable Podcasting, and I would suggest anybody who's interested oh, in podcasting. Yeah, um, he it was when podcasting was really you know the last frontier that he really went into it. I actually read his book before I met him and now he is just one of my dear dear friends. Oh, that nice. I talk to on a regular basis. <laughs> so uh but he the in that though too the mindset and various things that you can use it podcasting is something you can use on multiple levels for us Um, as media buyers, we absolutely can target an audience based on podcasting. We can also programmatically bid it and find out in in that automation of, okay, where's my audience? And that's obviously in the bigger side and the bigger audiences that are out there. Um, But there are those tools absolutely of targeting your audience and targeting who you need to be. But then also for you, it is you're sharing information. And when we share information, That does generate sales when we share and when we are able to um, help people, people want to work with us. That's the way it is. As opposed to constantly selling something, it's helpful. And that's the podcasting tool that allows that is, yeah, you can sell your ads on it. You can sell for people to be on it. I personally am in the approach of providing the help. And you know what, sometimes again, I'm going to go back to selling ads um, generationally, depending on who your audience is they will find those ads helpful. If something is helpful, that is where people want to be. Um charging people to be on your podcast, I mean that that's one way to do it, but being helpful is really the tool as a whole that I would look at. And how do you how do you really generate that um helpful tool and mm-hmm. what are you doing? That will help your sales. That will help you in everything. And frankly in marketing as a whole, we need to come from this approach of helping our audiences, helping who they are. And if we think of it in that way, um, and if we think of our ad buys as being helpful of providing information to them when they need it, uh, being helpful in providing um, any any types of tools that they could have, um, providing information to them, we we don't have to be in a day where we hide everything and hold on to every every piece of knowledge that we know. No, it's okay to share knowledge. It's okay to do that. I'm not saying give away anything proprietary, but it's okay to share knowledge and be helpful. And people, yeah. people, people are are attracted to that.
0: They are. It's about being. I think the word of the, oh, it's snowing again. Wonderful. Um, I you're used to that up in yes, right. uh, yeah. uh, the uh the I think the word of the upcoming year is collaboration. I, really I agree. Yeah. And I think it's more about not having that scarcity mindset, sharing what, how you can help somebody, even if, you know, someone's calling you to see about your services and they don't know you that well. And you're trying to, you know, build a little rapport with them and you give them a little freebie tip about whatever it is. Like in my case, it might be on LinkedIn or whatever, Um, they appreciate that. They know that you're not just out for the money. You're out to help them, and I think that is so important, right? I mean,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love the, the year of collaboration. I completely agree. And when we approach everything, and we are in a world of abundance, yes, exactly. Not in a world of scarcity. It's okay. It is okay to share the knowledge that you have. People are going to be more attracted to you in it. They're going to want to work with you, yeah. um, and that's okay. That's good. That's what you that's ultimately what you want. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, this yeah. is fun. Okay. So um,
0: I have my favorite question. I think I want to ask you here. And right. my word, uh, my favorite word, I think collaboration is going to be my new one. But my favorite word always is curiosity. Oh, yeah. So I want to know, number one, do you think curiosity is innate or learned? And part B is what are you most curious about these days?
1: Who is is it innate or is it? I think it is innate that we are born with curiosity that we are, because if you look at children at a very young age, even infancy, mm-hmm. the curiosity of where their mind is going and where they are. However, so I'm going to say it's both. <laughs> it's how you fuel that curiosity to keep it Mm -hmm. And I, so I come from my my family are educators, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I I went into marketing. My brother and I went into marketing. The rest of them are all educators. That's what they do. And I, I don't know. And he he always says, "Well, we're educators too. We're just educating people on brands." I think
0: you are. I think your style is such that you that you feel that way to me.
1: Well. And when you educate and you help that goes back to that helping, but the curiosity, my father used to always say, and he still says this to this day, and he is in his late seventies now, and he retired and then takes a retirement project, which yeah. is the exact same thing that he was doing before. It's just more fun to him now. Cause it's, yeah. it's not as stringent and strict and all the above it's, you know, same line of work. But when I asked him, I was like, dad, I mean, he has multiple doctorates. He has multiple masters. You never call him a doctor. He doesn't ever want to be called doctor because he's like, no, 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 no. And, but multiple master's degree and multiple undergrads. And I'm like, why do you keep, why? Mm -hmm. And he said, because when you stop learning, you die. And I genuinely believe, and that's been instilled in me, but that's curiosity.
0: Yes, it is. That is
1: what curiosity is, is when you, you, we are made to learn. We are made to find things out and to keep going and to keep driving into it, you know, and and keep finding that subject and dig, 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 right. So um I, I think it's both. I think that we are born with it. And then I do think it's learned later, meaning that it takes some work and cultivate it, right? Cultivate you, have, you have to cultivate it. It's just like a, you know, a crop. You know, you have to you farm and you you grow that crop from seed to to actual crop and that you have to cultivate that but curiosity is the same thing constantly i am a big reader i am always reading
0: like an actual tactile oh yeah
1: i love my books (laughs) (laughs) i love my books and my husband cracks me he always is like you i always have five books on my back and um right now what is piquing my curiosity is habits so one of my favorite books right now is atomic habits It is. We are building little tiny habits to build big habits, and Mm -hmm. it's. I mean, it's something I've always been curious in. It's always something you know we all think about, but it really is that this book is brilliant of just it starts small to then get big. Yeah. And it really is that piques my curiosity of what are your habits, good Mm -hmm. and bad. Mm -hmm. And what do you want your habits to be? And how do we, how do we continue to do that? How does our brain work in that? What is the function of that? Um, there's so many things of curiosity that just intrigue me on, on that sense, but I'm always, I'm always curious about a plethora of things of, okay, what, what, what varieties are out there? What are things that we can learn today? And I, I kind of approach the day of what can I learn today? That's awesome.
0: I, I tend to feel like who can I help today? How can I yeah, help? Who yeah. needs to hear yeah. from me today? Whose day can I, you know, can I um, make better? You know? yeah. 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 But, um, but at the same time, um, yeah, there's so much to learn. And, and I think I'm, I'm like your father. I believe that I have to keep learning. I have to keep doing puzzles. I have to keep yeah. learning about the new things and stay current because it keeps me young. Yes. Yeah. Well,
1: it keeps our brains going. We are, we are those type of beings. Like that is how our, we are wired mm-hmm. is to be curious and to continue to learn. And, mm-hmm. but I, that's why I also love to help because I feel like if somebody can learn something from me and I can pique their interest and I can make them curious in something, then I've done my part of that curiosity. And it goes back and forth, you know, what can I learn and what can you learn? And it's a, that's why, that's why you should have this approach of abundance and help all the time.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So much fun. It's it's always interesting where the conversations go because, yeah. um, you know, when we first met and I, before we met, um, I, I looked at your um bio and everything. I thought, I'm not sure that this is going to work for me, but as soon as I talked to you. I could tell what kind of a person you were and It felt good and it felt right. So I'm so glad that we did do this and I appreciate your time. And where can my audience find you? And I will put it in the show notes.
1: Yeah. So if anybody ever wants to, like I said, I like to help and I like to offer information at any point, um, you can reach me directly on our website, mosaic.agency forward slash contact. I also have um, blog posts and some helpful articles that I write as well. And that's mosaic.agencies forward slash blog. Um you can reach me on LinkedIn, Marianne uh, Marianne Pruitt. I'm on there and then on Twitter at Media Maps. So find me, join a conversation. I'm all about it. I love I love it when people pick my brain. I love to pick other people's brains. So would reach out with any questions that you have.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much. And um Gonna say one last thing. It's interesting you said LinkedIn and Twitter. So you don't play around on the other. um
1: So I I do. You know, there's Instagram as well, but I don't do as much. But LinkedIn and Twitter are the two main ways that I communicate. LinkedIn is a big one. I yeah, think there's absolutely. a lot of people that are um, now with helpful information, but Twitter's big too. Um, although there's lots of changes taking place with Twitter. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, I
0: stay away from that one myself. But but that's all.
1: And one last piece of wisdom,
0: world pearl of wisdom for my audience.
1: Yes. Okay. So main thing is, and I know this sounds redundant, but try to get, know your audience. And once you think, you know, your audience, dig in more and just do it. And then the second thing, you know, my number one, know your audience. Number two, find those partners that collaborate with you, collaborate. Don't be, um, don't be shocked. Don't be worried. Don't be scared. Don't be, you know, don't think that you have to have all of the knowledge. You don't. And that is okay. So collaboration is key. Know that audience and collaborate with partners.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Marianne, for being here today.
1: Great. Yeah.
0: I really appreciated your time and your wisdom. And thank you to my audience for being here. Again, I um, wouldn't be doing this without you. So appreciate you. Please, if you like what you heard, leave a review and remember to reach out to Marianne at mosaic media uh Ag- mosaic agency and um I'll have all that in the show notes it'll be right trust me it'll be good okay. <laughs> and thank you again for being here thank you um and remember to stay connected and be remembered thank you so much for listening to the podcast today